good morning everybody and good afternoon to you sunset ranch uh <laughs> good morning good afternoon good evening or good night depending on where you are and when you're listening to it this is sister on scripture and i'm nikki knight um getting back to it for those of you who don't know or maybe listening to later been out for a little bit been sick but thankfully i've had some wonderful prayer warriors that have been keeping me in prayer and so that's been very appreciated. Thank you all for that. Um, it's the new year, and it's hard to believe that we're already in 2023, um, the year of our Lord. And so I'd been going through, I think my dogs are about to go barky barky. I've got the window open, and so she's able to check out everything. And I think she's about to, she looks like she's about to go off. Anyway, I had a um, book that I found. It was Bible Life and Times. And in there, it's got, you know, a lot of the different words and meanings and where they come from. But it's also got a timeline of the books of the Bible and um, in order of the time they were written. And so I think right now, this is my plan anyway. And, you know, God changes our plans and, and our paths as he sees fit. And that's okay. But... Right now, um, the way I'm wanting to try to start this year off with Sister on Scripture. Good morning, Echoes. I'm back, babe. Hi. I'm still a little snotty sounding, but I'm here. Um, these The books in order um, go Genesis, which was written between 400 and 1650 BC. Then Job, which was written sometime around 1700 Exodus, which was written from 1325 to 1280 B.C. And um, Genesis and Exodus, we've already covered as well as Leviticus. Leviticus was written 1280 B.C. But uh, we had started before, I think it was even before Thanksgiving possibly, we had started on um, the book of Job. So um, since we've already done Genesis, well, I want to finish the book of Job. And then we've covered Exodus and Leviticus, and that'll get us back on track to Numbers. And that will be, um, that was written in 1279 B.C. to 1240 B.C. And so that way we could try to read it the way that it was written in time. I don't know. We'll see. That's just what God's laid on my heart right now. So that's where we're going. So this morning, um, I want to pray first, though. Um I think we need to invite Father into this room and and into this so that way he'll be in our lives all day, and which he will be anyway. But let's start this out with some prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for, for all this wonderful family that's here, for this space to allow us to gather together and worship your name. Father, I thank you so much uh, just for the ability to be able to read your word and to to go through it with others and and just be able to to learn more about you and become closer in our walk with you father so we ask that you come into this session or teaching or lesson or just fellowship father whatever you want to whatever we want to call it um i like to think of it as a fellowship father just come into this space with all of us and and just open our eyes and our ears to be able to absorb your word and to be able to to let it marinate throughout our day and in our lives and actually apply it to what we're doing day by day job is a prime example of 
of how it is to not falter and and still see where you're so glorious father and so good to us and still love us no matter what um evil may have in store for us and i know many of us have have seen that firsthand father and it's going on in our lives either currently or has so father we we just ask that you um continue to be with us and guide us and lead us and please father lead me as i go through this scripture and go through this word that i not falter and that i do not lead anyone astray that i continue to stay on your path with your word and that you use me the way that you see fit father in jesus name i pray amen hey ryan it's great to see you too brother i'm glad to be back on with you guys Good morning, D, or good ap late afternoon, D. So I believe last time we left off, we had finished Job 11. Um, I'm pretty certain. So we're going to start on Job 12. And that's where Job is chiding his accusers. Then Job responded, truly, then you are the people, and with you wisdom will die. But I have intelligence as well as you. I am not inferior to you. And who does not know such things as these? I am a joke to my friends, the one who called on God and he answered him. The just and blameless man is a joke. He who is at ease holds calamity and contempt as prepared for those whose feet slip. The tents of the destroyers prosper and those who provoke God are secure whom God brings into their power, but now ask the beast and let them teach you and the birds of the heavens and let them tell you or speak to the earth and let it teach you and let the fish of the sea declare to you who among these, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this and whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words as the palate tastes its food wisdom is with aged men with long life is understanding oh uh, yes you'll hear my chickens i'm inside but i got the window open and they're wanting treats outside and just kind of parousing 12 13 with him are wisdom and might so this is where job's theology is changing and he's seeing um a difference with him are wisdom and might to him belong counsel and understanding behold he tears down and it cannot be rebuilt he imprisons a man and there can be no release behold he restrains the waters and they dry up and he sends them out and they inundate the earth with him are strength and sound wisdom the misled and the misleader belong to him he makes counselors walk barefoot and makes fools of judges. He loosens the bond of kings and binds their loins with a girdle. He makes priests walk barefoot and overthrows the secure ones. He deprives the trusted ones of speech and takes away the discernment of the elders. He pours contempt on nobles and loosens the belt of the strong. He reveals mysteries from the darkness and brings the deep darkness into light. He makes nations great and then uh, then destroys them. He enlarges the nation, then leads them away. He deprives of intelligence the chiefs of the earth's people 
and makes them wander a pathless waste. They grope in darkness with no light, and he makes them stagger like a drunken man. 13. Behold, my eye has seen all, all this. My ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you, but I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue with God, but you smear with lies. You are all worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be completely silent, and that it would become your wisdom. Please hear my argument and listen to the contentions of my lips. Will you speak what is unjust for God? And speak what is deceitful for him? Will you show partiality for him? Will you contend for God? Will it be well when he examines you? Or will you deceive him as one deceives a man? He will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. Will not his majesty terrify you? And the dread of him fall on you? Your memorable sayings are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let it come on me what may. Why should I take my flesh and my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will, not, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my ways before him. This also will be my salvation. For a godless man may not come before his presence. Listen carefully to my speech, and let my declaration fill your ears. Behold now, I have prepared my case. I know that I will be vindicated. Who will contend with me? For then I would be, I would be silent and die. Only two things do not do to me. Then I will not hide from thy face. Remove thy hand from me, and let not the dread of thee terrify me. Then call, and I will answer. Or let me speak, then reply to me. How many are my inequities and sins? Make known to me my rebellion and my sin. Why dost thou hide thy face and consider me thine enemy? Wilt thou, thou cause a driven leaf to tremble? Or wilt thou pursue the dry shaft? For thou dost write bitter things against me and dost make me in, to inherit the inequities of my youth. Thou dost put my feet in the stocks, and dost watch all my paths. Thou dost set a limit for the soles of my feet. While I am, while I am decaying like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Job 14. Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower, he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. Thou also dost open thine eyes on him and bring him into judgment with thyself. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with thee, and his limits thou hast set so he cannot pass. Turn thy gaze from him that he may rest, 
until he fulfills his day like a hired man. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down that it will sprout again, and its shoots will not fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground, and its stump dies in the dry soil, at the scent of the water, or of water, it will flourish and put forth springs like a plant. But man dies and lies prostrate. Man expires, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea, and a river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise until the heavens be no more. He will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. Oh, that thou wouldst hide me from in Sheol. Now, Sheol is the place of darkness. Um, It's kind of like hell, I guess. Would be the better word for it. It's like the most darkest place because, you know, God is not in hell. God is light. And, and so God not being in hell, hell is very, very dark. It, it's very desolate. And I don't know, like the worst things you could probably possibly imagine are probably in Sheol. That thou was conceal me until thy wrath returns to thee, that thou was set a limit for me and remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my struggle, I will wait until my change comes. Thou wilt call and I will answer thee. Thou wilt long for the work of thy hands. For now thou, thou dost number my steps. Thou dost not observe my sin. My transgression is sealed up in a bag. And thou dost wrap up my iniquity. But the falling mountain crumbles away, and the rock moves from its place. Water wears away stones. Its torrents wash away the dust of the earth. So thou dost destroy man's hope. Thou dost forever overpower him, and he departs. Thou dost change his appearance and send him away. His sons achieve honor, but he does not know it. Or they become insignificant, but he does not perceive it. But his body pains him, and he mourns only for himself. Look, just, I don't know, something about that just reminded me about um, what Pastor Benny was talking about on Sunday about a prayerful life. And I don't know why, man, unless Father just wanted me to, to remember that and put it out here or what, but... On Sunday, Pastor Benny at Rock Springs Church, I usually share it um, just for whoever wants to listen. And uh, I'm in chapter, just finished chapter 14, Echoes. But Pastor Benny on Sunday was talking about how we should seek God first and we should we should ask him before we do anything. And that we should we should turn to Father first, and, and we should we really should. And about how we should pray, not just when we're needing something, but we should pray all the time um, without ceasing. I don't remember which chapter that is in the Bible, but I know there's a verse about praying without ceasing. And I think that um, a lot of times, and in this world, we. Not that we are self-consumed, but we are so pressed for time. And so 
sometimes we do get a little self-consumed and or not really that we're being self-consumed, but we're just busy with our day-to-day -day lives. But if we, you know, it's like brushing your teeth when you're a child, you know, um, or when you're teaching your children to brush their teeth or potty training them, once you get into the habit of something, it becomes second nature. And I myself was very guilty of, of, you know, I would pray, but I would pray only when I needed things. There it is. Thank you, Tam. Um, that verse is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'd say we got straight to the point with this one. Yeah, we got straight to the point with that one. And so we've got to really, um, we, we've got to develop that habit of of asking father before we do things you know if it's something that's going to please him or not and waiting um just waiting to, to see what his response would be uh, i'm not saying he's going to talk to you and come down and say oh nikki i'm telling you this and this is what i want you to do it could just be it could just be something as you know, just like a while ago, a minute ago, um, when I was reading and it made me think about what uh, Pastor Benny was talking about, even though Job wasn't really discussing that, about what Pastor Benny was talking about with praying. Or it could be um, an answer prayer like with this podcast. Um, this podcast with Podbean, Podbean's got you good. Um, you get... Like you could do your free ones and you could do a couple episodes for free, but then you have to pay for the subscription. And I didn't know if this is what God wanted me to do or not, but I ran out of my free time that I could use on Podbean. And so I prayed and I mean, instantly while me and someone else was praying, the prayer was answered, but that doesn't mean that's always going to be the case, you know? And so we have to, also accept the prayers that he didn't answer that we want like there was a position that i wanted as an assistant that wasn't meant for me at that time or father had other things for me and though i was disappointed um and it, it took me a little bit to to get out of the fleshy part of me and to be able to say you know what that's not what father wanted for me it's what father wanted for someone else and and to accept that. And so if we apply, just like Job, Job was a very prayerful man. And, and Job knew that he was telling his friends, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to just, you know, why am I, I'm being punished? You know, what did, what did I do? I didn't, didn't sin. I've been a faithful man. I've done, you know, he's done his due diligence and done what he's supposed to do. But yet still all of these bad things are happening to him. And sometimes bad things do, do happen, and it's not at God's hand. Does God let it happen? Yes, he does. But just like with Job, God told uh, Satan, when Satan was already looking at Job, God knew what, Job was, what Satan was wanting to do with Job. But God knew what kind of a man that Job was. So God says, you know what? Okay. I'll let you, you could do whatever you want to him. Hey, God didn't do it. God allowed it. But God said, you know what? You can do whatever you want to him, but don't, don't physically harm him. Don't, don't hurt, harm a hair on his head. So 
while a lot of people get very mad because God allowed this, you know, it, it's something that happens every day, you know, and it's a reminder that we are not of this world. Those are worldly things. And it's hard for people to grasp, especially, you know, when he lost his family, we, we don't want to think of our family as a worldly thing, but just like Jesus said, um, you know, whenever they come and got him and said, Hey, you know, your mother and everybody's out here. And he's like, well, who are, who was my, was it my brother and my, no, my mother and my father. And Jesus kept on preaching. It was like, you are all my brothers and sisters and mother and father, you know, you are all, we're all together. So just like with our children, our children are, they are ours, but they're fathers first. Father, give them to us to, to nurture and to care for and, and to take care of. But it's still things that are of this world because we're going to get to see our family in heaven if, if they're saved and, and we've done what we can to, you know, introduce them to the word and show them the scriptures and show them Christ, then we have to put that faith into Christ that we will see them because they, you know, I mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm being cruel because I'm not. I, I love my children. I love all children, but it, it's still things that are of this world that we have to, to understand because somebody may, and I never really thought about it this way until a friend of mine had told me about how, you know, if, if she got, this was way before COVID and way before anything with a COVID shot come up, but she told me, you know, if, if it came down to her having to make a choice, kind of like what Abraham had to do between Isaac and, and that sacrifice over this child, you know, God was still in to go sacrifice Isaac. And he's like, well, I don't want to go do this, but he did, you know, um, she's like, well, what if God takes my child away or wants me to, you know, something like that? And I was like, well, I don't know. Cause that, you know, good morning, MAGA. Good morning, Q. Or Q. Sorry. Good morning, Cole. Um, so then, and those cases, she was like, well, I don't know what, you know, what choice I would make because if it come down between my child and my faith and, and Christ, then what do we do? And I told her, I said, honey, I said, that's where you're probably going to have to put your faith in God. And it took me a while. I didn't just automatically have that answer for her. It, it took me a while to, to come up with that conclusion. Yes, D. That's the thing. That's the key. Dee just said in chat, she said, yes, we may be tested, but father provided the way for Abraham. And I believe he will for us. Yes. Um, and, and that's the thing is that we have to have that faith in him, just like Job did and just like Abraham did. And that's why I like Job so much is because Job reminds me of that faith, just that, that solemn faith in God that he had. Um, is, is part of the reason why I love it so much. Be careful, um, Cole. Be safe driving. Have a blessed day at work, brother. I'm glad I got to see you. Okay, so I'm going to get off my soapbox. And we'll get back into... Uh, we'll do chapter 15. We may get to 16. I think we will. So, 15, Eliphaz... 
the Temanite um, is responding to Job. And he says, Should a wise man answer with windy knowledge and fill himself with the east wind? Should he argue with useless talk or with words which are not profitable? Indeed, you do away with reverence and hinder meditation before God, for your guilt teaches your mouth, and you choose the language of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you and not I, and your own lips testify against you. Were you the first man to be born, or were you brought forth before the hills? Do you hear the secret counsel of God? And limit wisdom to yourself? All right, that's eight. Good morning, homegrown. You're feeding goats, ducks, and geese. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, you'll probably hear my chickens. They've been cackling in the background, girl. There you go. There's one. What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that we do not? Both the gray-haired and the aged are among us, older than your father. Are the consolations of God too small for you? Even the word spoken gently with you. Why does your heart carry you away? And why do your eyes flash that you should turn your spirit against God and allow such words to go out of your mouth? What is man that he should be pure? Or he who was born of a woman that he should be righteous? Behold, he puts no trust in his holy ones and the heavens are not pure in his sight. How much less one who is detestable and corrupt, man who drinks inequity like water. Wow, homegrown. 50 goats, 60 ducks, 9 geese. Girl, honey. Good morning, Sherbird. I'm glad to see you here. Sorry, I'm just going to get off the scripture and whoever's not listening live is just going to have to deal with me in the saying hi to my buddies in the chat. I think I have, um, I don't have goats. I am looking though. And if anyone knows, this might be a good time to ask. So has anyone ever, and this may be something you have to message me later about. That's fine. I'm looking at getting a dairy animal. And I am, I want a cow. I want a Highland cow. Like, oh, I think it's a Scottish Highlander cow. They're small and they're fuzzy and hairy and cute. Um, but I was also um, thinking about sheep because with sheep, you get your wool and your fibers and stuff like that. So you could make cordage with, you can make clothing, you can make items with. So I don't know. If anyone has heard of, or if anybody has ever um, milked sheep, had sheep's milk, and how it is. I know that they milk goats. So, and I know goat hair can be used for um, for yarn, but if you know, let me know later. It's fine. Just hit me up on Telegram. All right, um, Job fifteen seventeen. The Highland was because um, 
D, that was because of the size. Because I've got, I'm only on two acres. And so I was going for the size of them with them being smaller. Um, and, and you would know the Highlanders better because you were, okay, so Aberdeen are small too. Awesome. And it's Angus, so. Thank you. I'm just not a big goat fan. Um, I like goats. I think they're cute, but their eyes, it's their pupils. Sheep doesn't, sheep don't produce as much milk. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I, there's something about goats' eyes that just weird me out. I, I like them, and I really like the fainting goats. They're cute. Um, but I'm just, I don't know. I, I love cows. I really love cows, but I want the cordage. Um, because yarn is expensive. And I've recently gotten into crocheting because of Ryan, our brother Ryan's wife, Angie, sent me a big crochet kit. And so I've started crocheting and I enjoy it a lot. But if you've ever bought yarn, um, it's expensive. And plus, you know, and we try, I, I'm trying to be so, as self-sufficient on our homestead as we can. And so, oh, I'm trying to limit like what we go and purchase and if I do have to go, you know, whatever purchases I make, I try to do them from small plant, um, small companies, like local independent mom and pop places. Um, punky, I can, well, I'm not great at it, but I, we can try to learn crochet together. It's good to see you here this morning too, hon. Your show the other day was great. If y'all don't know, Punky has got a new show. Um, her show, uh, it's the Casting Lots. And I think her first one was Tacos and Testimonies. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, show. I think she's still setting her show schedule. I know Saturday is at 10 p.m. Eastern. I think, is that right? Or was that Central? Because you're Central time. Tonight, me and her are both on at the same time at 7 um, Eastern. Okay, so 10 Central. Um, is Punky's show. So that'll be 11 Eastern on Saturday. And then I think I saw Tuesday, Thursday at 7 Eastern. And then tonight also um, is Echoes. Echoes comes on after Nick Knacks. Um, she's on at 8 Eastern. Then Bart's FM at 9. Kilt Christian at 1030. And I, I think we, there's so many. Um, I'm trying to keep up with all of them now. And I'm just like, ah. But yeah, so with um, trying to do a, a self-sustaining homestead. And uh, several of you that are in here now are homesteaders. So this is great. Um, that's why I was looking at something to where I could get some fibers also from the animal. And that's why I was looking away from the cow. And we don't. We don't go through a lot of milk a day, but that would be an excellent source, like, for making cheese. Um, I do want to make cheeses. I know Danica, um, Mila, she makes, a, she's been making cheeses. And also for my pigs, because I have pigs. And that is a great source. Um, the, the milk is a great source of um, calcium and protein and stuff like that for the pigs. 
um, what I was just hearing the other day. So I thought that'd be great. And I, you know, I'm trying to lower my, my food cost and stuff with the animals. Cause that gets crazy expensive on, um, feeding all of these animals. I know you guys, homegrown gal, you know, and so does, um, Sunset Ranch. It gets very expensive feeding all these animals. And I did find out though, um, something interesting for you guys that homestead with, um, pigs. And I, I imagine that you could do it with other animals. That's going to eat your leafy greens, but, um, you know, winter time is the best time for us to grow our, well, fall, winter is the best time to grow your, like your collards and your turnip greens and your mustard greens and that kind of thing. If you ferment those, those greens, um, in a big barrel, you can ferment those for a few days and feed that to your pigs and they love it. That's a good idea, Dee, about just buying um, the fleece from someone for spinning the yarn into. That may be the better thing and I'm going to have to, I'm going to look at that too um, to see. I just don't know if anybody really does it. You know, a lot of these the, a lot of the old ways have been lost. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'm in Appalachia, Appalachia so um, hopefully I can find, there should be somebody up around here that might um, have some. Yeah, everybody's got to shear their sheep. I just don't know if we've got many people around here that have sheep anymore. And the way that the goats pee, ugh. But yeah, I, I may I may have to look at that because that may wind up coming into factor. Thank you so much. See, it was wonderful. God, God knew what he was doing. We just got a little sidetracked for a second. Okay, I'm trying to figure out where I had left off. I'm going to start back at um, 15. I think I've already read 1517, but I'm going back through it again. I'm sorry, guys. I will tell you, listen to me. And what I have seen, I will also declare. What wise men have told and have not concealed from their fathers, to whom alone the land was given and no alien passed among them. The wicked man writhes, writhes in, in pain all his days. And numbered are the years stored up for the ruthless. Sounds of terror in his ears. While at peace the destroyer comes upon him. He does not believe that he will return from, the dark from darkness. And he is destined for the sword. He wanders about for food saying, where is it? He knows that a day of darkness is at hand. Distress and anguish terrify him. They overpower him like a king ready for an attack for the attack because he has stretched down his hand against God and conducts himself arrogantly against the Almighty. He rushes headlong at him with his massive shield, for he has covered his face with his fat and made his thighs heavy with flesh, and he has lived in desolate cities and houses no one would inhabit, which are destined to become ruins. He will not become rich, nor will his wealth endure. And his grain will not bend down to the ground. He will not escape from darkness. The flame will wither his shoots. And by the breath of his mouth, he will go away. Let him not trust 
in emptiness, deceiving himself, for emptiness will be his reward. It will be accomplished before his time, and his palm branch will not be green. He will drop off his unripe grape like the vine, and will cast off his flower like the olive tree. For the company of the godless is barren, and fire consumes the tents of the corrupt. They conceive mischief and bring forth inequity, and their mind prepares deception. All right, that's the end of Job 15. Um, we'll go ahead and go into 16. Then Job answered, I have heard many such things. Sorry, comforters argue all. Is there no limit to windy words? Or what plagues you that you could, that you answer? I too could speak like you if I were in your place. I could compose words against you and shake my head at you. I could strengthen you with my mouth and the solace of my lips could lessen your pain. If I speak, my pain is not lessened. And if I hold back, what has left me? But now he has exhausted me. Thou hast laid waste all my company, and thou hast shriveled me up, and has become a witness, and my leanness rises up against me. It testifies to my face. His anger has torn me and hunted me down. He has gnashed at me with his teeth. My adversary glares at me. They have gaped at me with their mouth. They have slapped me on the cheek with contempt. They have massed themselves against me. God hands me over to ruffians and tosses me into the hands of the wicked. I was at ease, but he shattered me, and he has grasped me by the neck and shaken me to pieces. He has also set me up as his target. His arrows surround me. Without mercy, he splits my kidneys open. He pours out my gall on, on the ground. He breaks through me with breach after breach. He runs at me like a warrior. I've sued, sorry, I've so sued, sewed, no, sued, S-E-W-E-D, sued, sackcloth over my skin. Sorry, that one really got me. And trust my horn in the dust. My face is flushed from weeping and deep darkness is on my eyelids. Although there is no violence in my hands and my prayer is pure. O oh, earth, do not cover my blood. And let there be no resting place for my cry. Even now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my advocate is on high. My friends are my scoffers. My eye weeps to God. Oh, that a man might plead with, with God as a man with his neighbor. For when a few years are past, I shall go the way of no return. Um, Matt, Cole, what are you talking about on that? You said in Revelations, why would God send out a strong delusion? I'm not quite sure what you're referencing today on that. Hmm. Um... I could try to look it up later, but I'm not, I'm just not sure what that's in context to. 
like which first or anything. Um, Job 17, and we'll stop after 17 today. My spirit is broken. My days are extinguished. The grave is ready for me. Surely mockers are with me, and my eye gazes on their provocation. Lay down now a pledge for me with thyself. Who is there that will be my guarantor? For thou hast kept their heart from understanding. Therefore, thou wilt not exalt them. He who informs against friends for a share of the spoil, the eyes of his children also shall languish. But he has made me a byword of the people, and I am one at whom men spit. My eye has also grown dim because of grief, and all my members are as a shadow. The upright shall be appalled at this, and the innocent shall stir up himself against the godless. Nevertheless, the righteous shall hold to his way, and he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. But come again, all of you now, for I do not find a wise man among you. My days are past, my plans are torn apart, even the wishes of my heart. I think I got a chicken laying an egg out there. My days are past, my plans are torn apart, even the wishes of my heart. They make night into day, saying, The light is near in the presence of darkness. If I look for Sheol as my home, I make my bed in the darkness. And Sheol, again, that's um, hell, the place where God's not. And I do have something. I'm going to finish this, and then I've got something to read to y'all that was shared, and it's beautiful. If I call to the pit, you are my father, to the worm, my mother and my sister. Where now is my hope? And who regards my hope? Will it go down with me to Sheol? Shall we together go down into the dust? Okay, I'm not going to share who um, had said this, but there was a great... Um, insight on this okay says have you ever thought deeply about jesus's crucifixion and how he was able to get through it jesus took the long-term view and that's why he was able to endure the pain of the crucifixion his long-term view is summed up in the in Hebrews 12, 2. For the joy that was set before him, it wasn't immediate joy, but for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. It was a terrible experience to go through. He went through hell for three hours, from midday on the cross till three o'clock. He went through hell. Up until then, his concern was entirely for other people. The first three hours on the cross, he was praying for those who crucified him. He was making arrangements for his mother. He was concerned for the dying thief alongside him. For three hours, when the suffering would not be as great as later, he was concerned about other people. 
but for the last three hours on the cross, his concern was his own experience. The first thing he said was, I'm thirsty. Hell is a very thirsty place. His second concern was, I'm alone. My God, my God, why have you left me? Even God has left him. In hell, God will leave us as hell is a very dark place. There is no natural light there because God is light. It was in those three hours that he was in total darkness crying out to God, but he went through hell on your behalf so that you would never have to experience it. That's why at the last moment, God said, that's enough. Did you know crucifixion never killed anybody in six hours? It takes two days minimum and seven days is about the maximum. In the Philippines, to this day, they celebrate Easter by nailing church members to crosses and then pulling the nails out later in the day. They become honored members of the church. So crucifixion doesn't kill in six hours. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down with myself. After six hours, three hours of which were a hellish experience, God told him, that's enough. And he cried out in relief, it's finished, it's over. Then he prayed a prayer that he had been taught as a little boy at Mary's knee. Every Jewish boy is taught to pray when he goes to sleep at night. Into your hands I commit my spirit. As Jesus, as Jesus died, that prayer that he learned at his mother's knee came back. And as he fell asleep, he said that prayer, but added one word. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. How was he able to go through all that? He was under such strain and stress that blood oozed from the pores of his forehead as it would under extreme stress. He went through it because of the joy set before him. He could see beyond the present suffering and he could see what God had in store for him and ultimately what was in store for every believer. That right there is amazing. Um, and it was a beautiful share that I saw yesterday morning. Um, I don't want to dis disclose who shared it just because I hadn't asked them um, to make sure it was okay. But it was a beautiful share and it was a beautiful reminder of how much our Father does love us. How much Jesus loves us um, to endure so much for us um, so that we may not have to go through it. And see, Job is... Job is talking about Sheol, which is, is hell. And he's talking about how, how it's dark. And like Dee was saying, you know, with his eyes were so dim. Um, you know, he, he just, Job feels this, like he like he's dying. He's just like, okay, well, this must be it. This must be part of my, my dying process. And so I'm going to stop there. Um, Tuesday, we will pick up back on job 18 at um we'll be back at 11 a.m eastern time god willing um again tonight we'll have knickknacks at seven followed by echoes at eight and um i'm gonna take a second i'm gonna get me something to drink real quick because my throat is very scratchy but i am gonna mute for a second and give anyone a chance we're gonna pray us out before we go but if anyone has any prayer request go ahead and um put them in here now and i will um we'll pray for them
All right, guys. Um, so I've got those. I've got a couple others. And um, we'll just go ahead and pray to our Father. Cole, if you want, we can um, we can chat later, too, okay? Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to have this space and time together. Father, thank you for for giving me the strength to be able to to be on live today and to be with everyone. Thank you, Father, for this this wonderful family that's here. I am so blessed beyond measure. And every day, Father, I thank you for them. But I just want to thank you again um, because what you've brought together here is amazing. It's beautiful. It's wholesome. And it's, I think, what you truly wanted out of your kingdom, Father. And so I thank you for that. Father, we lift up our brother Cole and our sister Judy, our brother Will, and our brother Kevin to you um, in, in prayer for healing, as well as for Dee's community in Wales and her village. And, and actually, Father, all over the world, all of those that have taken the vaccine, um, whether it be by advice of others or just for fear or whatever reason they had, Father, I pray that that if they're permanently damaged from this, Father, then use that for some good. Use that to glorify your name because we know that no matter what may happen, whether it's good or bad, Father, you could take all of that bad and you can turn it around and make something wonderful out of it. So, Father, we pray that that if if healing is not what your plan is for these people that have had this vaccine and had any other vaccines that have just been injured by our medical system in general, Father, that that if you can't heal them and rid them of it, that you use whatever is going on with them to help glorify your name, Father, to, to bring glory to you, to bring awareness for others, to, to help lift up someone that might just be not sure, or maybe their testimony, like our brother Sasha's wife, who had the COVID vaccine can be something that someone can share with someone else, Father, to, to help prevent another loss. Father, we're seeing now so many people, um, which we've been seeing, that are dying from these vaccines that aren't shouldn't even be called a vaccine. They're, they're murder weapons. And, Father, we're seeing it, and so many others are seeing it. So, Father, we pray that but their eyes of so many more will be open and, and they'll hear, actually hear what's going on. So open their ears too, Father, because many are blinded or just stubborn or whatever their reason is, Father. They're not wanting to, to see the writing on the wall and see what's in front of them, Father. So lift whatever veil is covering their eyes, whatever manipulation evil is using to, to blind them. Father, remove that from them. Let them see, let them speak up, and let them be a voice out here in the crowd. Use our voices out here in the crowd, Father, that that we may prevent some of this from others happening, Father. And we know that justice is yours, and that you will deliver that justice and punishment to those who are guilty. But Father, we, we pray that, that that swift judgment comes, 
And though we may not see it, Father, we just ask that you you take away some of this this harmful, evil stuff that's in our world and, and just give us some some more good, wholesome. Let everybody see the good, wholesome. Uh, I know you're not going to be able to just take all of it away, but Father, let us see more of the good instead of so much of the bad. There's so much bad that's here and and there, it'll always be that way. But Father, let us see all this good because there is so, so much good, Father. Father, we thank you for Jesus, for just that magnificent man, beautiful man that was a blameless, sinless man that showed us what it is to, to walk as a pure human and to be kind to one another. You know, even Jesus when he had betrayers at the table, he still broke bread with them and still treated them well, Father. So I ask that you remind us of, of how to do that, but also to do it in your way and in a way that's going to be pleasing to, to Jesus as well, Father. We ask also that you, you bless everyone and, and meet the needs of those not just not once, but the needs of those of our family here um, for Bard's Nation, for for Echoes, for Tam, for our mods, for our family, for Knickknacks and Kilted Christian and for Jeff and for Ryan and Angie. And I just pray, Father, and for Dee and Sherbird and Homegrown Gal and for all of our family that's here. I pray for them, for Punky and her spiritual journey with her family and for Conley and his journey as he's, he's starting to do a show and for Flightworks, Mary and Ron, as they go through doing a show, father, I just pray that you are with us all and that you continue to guide us and use us to do your work and to help glorify your name in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. Sorry, guys, I get a little winded sometimes on that. I thank you all for being here. I'm going to um, get us some music going in a second and then close this out. Um, I'll be back on tonight with Nick Knack. Who's on first? What's on second? And then, we've, like I said, we've got Echoes. Punky's also going to be on tonight at 7 as well. Ooh, cold. That's okay. So talking with father for an hour, it's, it depends on what you're talking about and what's on your mind. It's not too hard though. Not for me, but I'm a chatty Kathy. So, but guys, I, I thank you all for being here and for just bearing with me as I'm getting through the scratchiness and getting well and getting over all of this. <laughs> Thank you for the laughs this morning, Cole. That was great. And he says, I've been trying to talk to Father for an hour. Is long-winded. Nah, it can't be too hard. It, it just depends on what you're talking about, really. And, you know, sometimes my prayers and, and my talks with him are short. And sometimes it's longer. And sometimes it's very winded. Um, it just depends. But, guys, I pray that you all have a wonderful, blessed day. 
God woke us all up for a reason today. So, so go out and, and use that reason. Try to find something that you can glorify his name with. If it's nothing else but finding a scripture that you like and uh, sharing it with somebody. Or if you see somebody in the store, ask them if you could pray for them. Or wherever, you know, just small steps make huge impacts. It, it's amazing. I saw, I know everybody else has probably already seen it a bunch, but the um, Damar Hamlin, I think was his name. I always want to call him Denny Hamlin because the NASCAR driver, then I start thinking of Let's Go Brandon. Uh, but when they were, the announcers were talking about Damar Hamlin, they just stopped and prayed. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'll share it, um, in knickknacks so that way y'all can see it too on Telegram. But it was wonderful. That's right, D. That's beautiful. Just remember, he's your dad. God's our dad. He's our father. And that's number one. So, guys, I'm going to get some music going. So, y'all ain't got to keep hearing me ramble. This call is at 11 a.m. Um, it was Tuesday, Thursdays at 11. But I'm trying to get my shows on the same day. So, I don't have four different days or three different days. Knickknacks is Monday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And that's the evening show. And then the Sister on Scripture. I, I think I'm going to next week. We're going to do Monday instead of Tuesday at 11 a.m. And then Thursday at 11 a.m. So I know I said earlier, I think Tuesday, but we're going to do, we're going to go back to Monday. So that way I keep it back with um, knickknacks. So y'all have a wonderful blessed day and I will see you guys later on.